Prince haters, cultivators. Oh, yes. Welcome to Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses, the podcast about Magic Taoist. Magic Taoist, absolutely. You know, I'm Roy, a.k.a. Same Boat. <laughs> and I am Fallon, a.k.a. Bring your daughter, bring your daughter to the Schwal. Woo! There you go. Yeah, you know. You know? A cool Iron Maiden joke. Like Very a- culturally relevant. <laughs> it's always culturally. This is a pretty metal episode. There's some good metal imagery in yeah, this one. Yeah, it is metal as fuck is my metal. thing with it. It pretty much ruled, but like I will say that, I mean, I watched the Donghua first because it's more easily digestible than a 115 chapter novel. Yeah. And there were a couple things in this episode that I like fucking live for in the novel that they really kind of like either glossed over or like switched up to fit the whole 23 minute thing, which I completely understand. Mm -hmm. But you know, there were some things that I was like, Oh, I really wish they would have like included that or expounded on that a little more. But like other than that, I mean, there's there's one thing that I hope it's what I'm thinking it is, but we'll get there when we get to it. What? The fact that the fucking tortoise looks like the Hydra from Hercules? <laughs> like a stop-motion animation Godzilla? It doesn't look great. It's fucking awful. I made two separate notes in my notes about how much I hated this fucking thing. <laughs> Woo! I mean, I don't Ooh. mean to disparage any... Uh, I'm quote sure unquote hard work that the CGI animators did or didn't do. I'm sure they worked very, very hard. Like. For five whole minutes. For five entire. <laughs> no, I'm sure they did a very good job, but I'm also sure that, like. Doesn't really translate to having yeah. done a good job. Yeah, it just doesn't look great. Oh, God. But... And I, you know, I always feel so bad talking about this kind of animation stuff because I just remember. <laughs> do you remember when like that guy directed the animation of episode three of Tengen Tabagur and Lagan? Episode four, yes. Episode four, excuse yeah. me. And like everybody shat on it and he was like, This is like being farted in the face. <laughs> and I just <laughs> I just think about like, I don't know how I would feel if I were in that kind of position, but also Also this turtle looks bad. Shit fucking sucks, dude. It fucking sucks. <laughs> sucks i stand by my position that it sucks oh god anyway let's get into like the real mad making part of this episode which is well it. before well real quick um so we don't have news but we have news that news is coming and we're having to record this episode several days before it's gonna come out and the news that we're gonna get is supposed to come out like tomorrow or the next day yeah so basically what we're planning on doing is doing a little section on the news when it actually comes out, putting it in in post, and then I guess just taking this entire part out in post. No, I'm leaving this in because it's a funny intro. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it earlier this week, and I was like, okay, so we've gotten, the the next season is supposed to start next month, right? And we've gotten two trailers. Mm -hmm. We've gotten a bunch of official promo imagery. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of merch extremely a lot of merch and it makes me so sad because i want to buy all of it but on the one hand on the one hand uh i'm broke on the second hand i think that i don't really want to be contributing to capitalism in that way anymore and on the third mutant hand do not have any Weibo cash. Yeah, that's the thing that's the main thing but we've several roadblocks only a couple of them moral yeah (laughs) it's praxis but so we've gotten all that, but you know what we haven't gotten? 
is a fucking release date, and this thing's supposed to start next month. Yeah, you know, they're kind of just playing it fast and loose. I guess yeah. distracting us with shinies so they can be like, oh, let's yeah. push it just one more week. Just yeah, like, get a little bit more terrible CGI in. Here's here's a good picture of baby Wei Ying, but just keep your pants on because we don't know when we're actually starting this thing. Hey, everybody, it's Sunday night, Roy and Ray. Yeah, and uh, we're here to tell you about shiny packaged capitalism. <laughs> So we saw in the episode proper that we were expecting some news to come out, and it turns out that what we got, as we've gotten so many times, is ice cream. Cornetto <laughs> commercials. Two of them. <laughs> two two very well animated, very cute, minute long Cornetto commercials. They were very good commercials as far as commercials go. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like in the show when there are Cornettos and they just like copy paste the fucking physical like <laughs> a, a picture yeah, of a high res glossy JPEG of a Cornetto. These ones were a little more elegant and a little more well thought out. Yeah, like these the look like they look like actual like ancient Chinese Cornetto. They look kind of like they look like crepes. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's yeah. pretty cute. They and look they, like handmade Cornettos. Yeah, I like what they did with it. And like yeah. the first one is, uh, it stars Lan Wangji and Wei Wushan and the juniors. Yep, yeah, but the, the the baby lawn boys the baby from lawns. the first two episodes. Remember when that happened? Yeah, remember the lawn boys? The <laughs> remember sweetest? the framing device of the entire season? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. But yeah, so the first one is just uh, Lan Wangji creates a new ice cream flavor for Wei Wushan and they spy on him creating it and it's just literally him fucking throwing chilies onto ice cream. <laughs> and you know, Wei Wushan loves to see it. He, got, he gotta love it. And it's very cute. And then the second one is just Wei Wushan and Jin Liang and it's Wei Wushan being a crafty uncle <laughs> and he brought Jin Liang some ice cream and then like... He like Jin Leong like turns around because he hears a noise and then Wei Wushan has disappeared and he Wei Wushan Wei Wushan does the hey look over there thing yeah. and then he fucks off yeah he fucks off and he leaves him a note that like I left you all the ice cream somebody's waiting for me sorry please keep watch on Fairy because like I'm terrified of it. hey speaking yeah we haven't mentioned Fairy because Fairy hasn't shown up yet but Fairy is a dog that Jin Leong has yeah it's his <laughs> special it's his special beautiful dog. And that they gave human eyes, just like they gave the donkey human eyes for whatever godforsaken reason. It's what animals have. <laughs> it's I mean, absolutely what animals Baby have. Baby Cat is sitting on top of the couch right now and I'm looking at her and she actually has eyes like that. She so. does. She does. But it's just a little unsettling. But it was, I mean, it was cute, yep. but it wasn't actually news. It was just fucking yeah. Cornetto commercials. We did get, we got a new, like, publicity poster. Uh, yeah. Which has a lot of people in it. It has, it has our remembering correctly clockwise from the bottom left it's got Zhang Cheng mm -hmm. it's got Jin Zichuan mm -hmm. it's got Zhang Yunli yep it's got your boy Wei Ying in yep. his fancy robes with his hair down the Yiling Laozu boy yeah we got some Lan Wangji yep we got some Lan Shichen yes and we have a little a very very little boy with some beautiful eyelashes who we have not met yet. Very small, adorable boy. Very small, very beautiful little boy in, like, some beige. I wonder who that could be, question mark. I don't know! Gee whiz. Gosh, I just can't wait to find out. Golly. So if these translators don't get on it immediately, I'm gonna riot. But I understand <laughs> it's, you know, kind of, kind of... Breaking news. Breaking yeah, commercials. Definitely breaking capitalism. Breaking capitalism news. So yeah, that's basically yeah. what we were waiting for for the past several weeks. Yep. Still uh still kinda no release date. Yeah, they're they're keeping that a sexy little secret from us still. I guess they just wanna, you know, 
randomly spring it on us or something. Yeah, they're just gonna gorilla <laughs> drop it on us from the sky. Yeah, just like, surprise, here's your shit. Now stop bothering us. Yeah. I just, you know, maybe at some point in the next week we'll actually get a release date. But until then, we just get more Cornetto commercials. Yay. Uh, who who doesn't love iced cream? It's content. It's content, but I yeah. guess. Anyway, that's it, folks. Nothing to get excited about yep. here. Just more more consumerism. Yeah, don't don't shoot the messenger. Just shoot the Tencent penguin. Please. Oh, don't shoot the Tencent penguin. Yeah, we still got it. We still got to find season two. Yeah. Anyway. Season two is going to drop like while I'm at work. Just <laughs> out of nowhere on yeah. like a Wednesday night. I'm going to be out on a delivery and it's just going to be like, surprise, here's season two. Yeah. You're welcome. Hey, guess what? Yeah. I hate, I hate this. It's cool. But, you know, we'll get, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. But it's, it's content. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Basically excited for nothing. Anyway. Oh, you know how it is. Future Roy and Ray pass to you signing out. Peace. Yeah, I'm hoping it's gonna be like a Fallout Boy thing where they're like, when is Fallout Boy gonna come back? Like the like pre hiatus. This was like two days pre hiatus. Somebody Fallout asked, Boy lore. yeah, you know, somebody asked Pete, notorious, disgusting shitmonger Wentz, <laughs> the about criminal of Pete Wentz, the criminal of Pete Wentz, about you know, oh, is Fallout Boy ever gonna get back together? And he was like, haha, don't hold your breath. And two days later, they announced that they were getting back together. And he's like, yeah, see, I told you not to hold your breath. Because if you'd hold, held your breath for two days, you would have died. Like a so, funny epic troll. Like a funny epic troll. Because he's Pete. so much smarter and wittier than the rest of us. He's... Um, that was my Fallout Boy Minute. <laughs> you get the Mick Minute and you get the Fallout Boy Minute. The Fob Minute. I want the Panic at the Disco Minute. Because I have a lot to say about uh, Notorious Panderer Brandon of Yuri. But, you know, this is a Chinese Donghua podcast. So we're not going to talk about that. What I'm going to be a good boy today. What if pop punk bands were Cultivation Sex? Did you mean my AU that I'm writing currently? Who's the sect leader of Fallout Boy? It would unfortunately have to be Pete, right? Yeah, the rest of them are just kind of like That makes me crummies. sad, but it's true. Yeah, well, the rest of them, you know, decided that it was cool to apologize for his nasty-ass pedophilic behavior, so I don't have too much sympathy for that. Anyway, getting on to grandfather of demonic post-creation. Yeah. (laughs) So, episode nine, same boat. Yeah, same boat. Same boat. Yeah. This one just kind of picks up right where we left off, or right before we left off, was... Yeah. Big Turt. Big Turt. We got Wang Ling Jiao swinging that thing. Yes. Yeah, right towards Mian Mian's face, which, yeah. great. Yep. And then we have Wei Wishan jumping in the front, and we mm-hmm. find out that the branding iron hits him in the chest. Yeah, ow. Yeah, very extreme ow. I mean, at least it wasn't in the face, but in the chest is bad. Yes. And the first thing that pissed me off in this episode, because there were quite a few things that pissed me off in this episode, was, you know, Wang Ling Jiao thrusting the fucking red hot branding iron at Mian Mian and like WWX runs in the line of fire and gets fucking fried and Wang Ling Jiao is the one who cowers and needs comforting like that really ain't fucking it okay like this took me like two watches to catch but like I'm willing to forgive her on like a fraction of a fraction of a count because Hmm. like there's like a very very brief shot where Wei Wuxian like I don't know what he does exactly, but he, like, knocks her on her feet, like, 14 feet away. Oh, shit. So I didn't she even gets, notice She that. gets knocked on her ass, but, like, she also very much did brand him with a branding iron. So, like, honestly, kind of, It's kind impossible of, to say whether it's bad yeah, or not. Yeah, impossible to say whether it's bad or not. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, she runs over to Wen Chao, like, she's the one who got hurt, and, like, 
Then the turtle just, like, eats a wen guy, which is horrifying. Yeah, straight up. Because I don't know about y'all, but being eaten alive, just the entire concept of that has been, like, one of my biggest and most irrational fears. <laughs> like, just kind of running consistently through my life. The idea of it is absolutely horrifying to me. And, you know, I feel like a lot of humans probably share that sentiment because Attack on Titan exists. And Attack like on the, Titan does exist. The There's entire actually... point of Attack on Titan was, other like... Other than fascism. Other than abject fucking fascism was the concept of, like, you're faced with this absolute horrifying man-eating thing that basically nobody can fight against because they don't understand it to, yeah they can't fight against it to any kind of meaningful degree because they don't understand it there's basically no way to stop it and it's just fucking straight up eating people you know it just be like that there were some like attack that. on titan cinematic parallels in this episode um we'll get there towards the end i don't okay i don't like to say it but i will report on it when we get there i feel like i it's will not most the fascism likely, apologism to yeah be honest, to be fair i feel like i will most likely agree with you on all of them and in agree be like oh my god <laughs> you're totally right what the fuck why didn't i think of that and the answer to why didn't i think of it is because i actively repress all memories of being into attack on titan god i wish that were me <laughs> dot jpeg wow anyway <laughs> so anyway so, shit yeah. breaks bad it, it, uh, the tortoise starts basically popping off yeah. on anyone and everyone, and to they're quote, like... Yeah, to quote Val Flight Cub, this turtle, she snapped. This turtle, she snapped! <laughs> she fucking snapped! I'm she still snapped thinking about it. that, like, a week and a half later. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> and the, the wind guys just, like, fuck off and leave their swords behind, and they're like, block the exit! Which is just cool to do. Yeah, and you know, Wen Chow gets out first and, yeah. like, basically uses this as the excuse he was looking for to order them to kill absolutely everyone. Yeah, he, he comes up, he, like, pops up out of the ground like a mole, and he's yeah. like, yeah, and he's, like, blaming everything on the Jong sect, because yeah. they, they started it, quote-unquote, and he's uh -huh. like, kill them all, and then, yeah. there's a Wen firework that goes up in the sky, I guess they just had those left over from the discussion conference. Yeah, he calls for backup and he basically calls for them to kill anybody who tries to get yeah. out of that cave. So, like, just to be clear, the Wen clan mandated a summer sleepaway camp, <laughs> forced every major child from every cultivation family into a cave to almost certain death, and when the cultivators realized what they were getting into, once the Shuanwu slaughter woke up, they finally started rebelling, and that was when Wen Chao expressed the plan B, which had been plan B all along, which was killing all these kids themselves. They don't count as people if no. they don't have red on. No, of course not. Yeah, Meanwhile, that's meanwhile Wen Chao is running up above with, like, his pants falling off. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, he's making a total, cool. total idiot out of himself. Yeah. Anyway, so then we go back down into the cave, and Jin Zishuan is doing practice again. He is. He it's, just grabs up, he grabs up one of the swords and starts running after the wang guy yeah. and tries to get their ass. It's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> he's hanging back. Yeah, a couple people, like a couple people I think like try to follow the winds out, but he's, yeah. he's hanging back because he's a true comrade. Uh-huh. Misogynistic opinions aside. They can learn. They <laughs> can, can learn. learn. We will all learn. give people a platform to learn. Absolutely. Yes. And Song like peeks out from behind a, like a stalactite. Like an, yeah. Stalagmite. And one of them. What a baby. And he's like, I guess we're trapped. And he just looks so cute in this one frame, and that's why I'm crying. He's the most sweetest face. He's such a baby. Just and looking into the face of certain death. Looking like, into the oh, face of certain baby. Well, Willie and Twubble now, huh, Wei Wu Xian? Wei. Oh, well, Wei Wu, Willie and Twubble now. <laughs> that's the voice he uses at home whenever he needs to get out of trouble. And so, like, everybody's following, and you notice, watching the episode, that one certain perfect boy is kind of lagging behind and, like, looking at Wei Wuxian, like, oh, well, what's he gonna do? And that boy is 
Juan Wangji, of course. Yeah. Because he has to always be where the chaos is. And the chaos is usually Wei Wuxian. Yeah. The chaos is all... Wait, that's just his other name. Wei Wuxian's caretaker? Wei Wuxian's dad? Oh, I thought you were... No, I meant chaos is Wei Wuxian's other name. Oh, yeah. Chaos is definitely Wei I mean, everyone has, like, five names, but chaos is just one of them. Mm -hmm. He's total chaos. Yeah. He's total chaos. Oh, my God. Wow. Should we explain total chaos to the viewers? Take a take another brief tangent because I feel like culturally, total yeah, chaos. Total is, chaos is a very important uh, facet of it's Ryan a Ray lore. It's a milestone. In so Ryan Ray lore. we were we were at the mall one time and there was a car in the mall parking lot which we have never seen again. We've never seen not again. even once. Uh, and the car was it was like a regular sedan, like a four door, and yeah. it was just covered. Head to tip, nose to tip, airbrushed portraits, airbrushed portraits of Sonic the Hedgehog, the cast, and also some, I think, Sonic OCs. And yeah, and Total Chaos was also spray painted really cool yeah. on like either the hood of it or like the back part of the trunk or the side. I can't remember, but it was there in very stark clarity. It was the Total Chaos car, so I just I keep it in my heart, my heart in my head every day. You see Total Chaos, you get to see it once in your lifetime, and then it goes away like a comet. Yeah. It's... I just saw Total Chaos, I don't know the rest of that song, sorry. <laughs> it comes and goes like Hail Bop, and you have to kill yourself and put on some bad sneakers in order to catch a ride on it to go to your home planet <laughs> and start your new life. <laughs> That's what Marshall Abel Abeloy told me. Anyway... Uh, Wei Wuxian is, like, telling Zhang like, not to carry him, and then Miang Miang comes over and, like, thanks him, and, and I he think it's fucking takes the opportunity to keep flirting after, like, all of yeah, this. Yeah, I have down Wei Wuxian, please stop flirting with Miang Miang in this extreme life or death situation challenge. Yeah. And also, can we just- She doesn't just, even pay attention to it, though. She doesn't even fucking she care. Just She's just, like, terrible. He's like, he's like, why are you crying? You can't be crying. How you about got... you comfort me instead? Yeah, I can't Dude. be comforting you. But, like, let me just, just for a minute, I want to talk about how fucking, like, petty and passive-aggressive yes. Wei Wuxian being like, it's okay, Zhang Chang, you don't have to carry me. It's He's not like I trying. broke a leg or anything. Hello? Zhang <laughs> like, Chang isn't even trying to do anything. He's just, like, standing there like, dude, you okay? He's just fucking, Wei Wuxian is just fucking He's salty like, that he wasn't able to carry his his best friend Lan Chan uh, <laughs> while his leg was broken. So Myung Myung, like, gives him her little satchel of herbs, her little, her potpourri, mm -hmm. and she's like, you might need this, and Lan Wangji is so fucking jealous. Oh, extremely. <laughs> He's so mad. He's just so, wow, he is so deeply jealous in this episode, and it's God. so fucking funny, because it's clear that, like, he doesn't have any, like, malicious intent in his jealousy he just like has no idea how to handle himself oh, or yeah. his own feelings or like why he is feeling this way yeah. about Wei Wuxian flirting with a girl I was thinking about how like it's been three years but they're still teens but also he's like 19 at this point yeah and he still has no idea what he's doing which is like kind of a mood let's be real for yeah exactly I mean let I'm gonna flip my chair backways and get real with you for a minute <laughs> LGBT people in most cultures, especially, like, socially oppressive and repressive cultures, like, you know, or America's, or, I don't know, like, fantasy ancient China or something. In your, yeah, your Chinese vampire times. Yeah, a lot of the time, a lot of the time when we have these kinds of feelings, we're completely confused by them and sort of try and reject them because it's not what we've been told is normal. 
And so when we experience these feelings, we just like, we either try to ignore them completely and it destroys us or we're like, what is this? What the fuck is this? Why do I feel like this? And, and you we... just, yeah, you spend half of your time internet mad. Yeah. Which is what I have been doing. I'm 30 years old and I'm still doing it. I'm always internet mad. No matter how uh, out of a lesbian I am, always going to be internet mad. Oh, yeah. That's that's an unchanging facet. Yeah, but, that's, that's the I in LGBTQIA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Internet mad. Yeah. But anyway, I feel like denial and jealousy, especially like, not necessarily misplaced jealousy, but just sort of jealousy that you don't understand is a pretty common facet of the gay and especially the closeted gay experience. Oh, yeah. So I I empathize with him. He's I do. good and he's real and he's my friend and... He's correct. He's He is correct. He's some, he has some real good takes. To me. He, yeah, speaking of his good takes, he, like, remember... Hey, remember last episode when I said, hey, remember that there's maple leaves, there's maple trees outside? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lon Wangji's like, hey, there's maple leaves in here in this cave at the bottom of the lake that the big turtle is in. And John Chen puts it together and he makes, like, thinking emoji face. He does. Yeah. And it's his, really good. His, his eyes start glowing. And he's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so that means something, something, there's another exit that's, like, through the water and, like, so, like, if we go th- down through the water, we'll be able to get out of here. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, turtle, so... Big boy. Big turtle, so. But also, when the turtle is not awake or, like, fully conscious, it moves very slow. Yeah. And if you're quiet and you're careful, you will probably be able to get out. And that's the plan that they formulate. They're like, well, we're going to do this. We're going to go scout. And Wei Sean obviously yeah. offers to... Be the first scouting one. And Zhang Cheng is like, oh, aren't you injured? He's like, um, I got hurt so many times yeah. in Yunmong, and I was still the fastest swimmer, so fuck with me. <laughs> Both middle fingers up yeah. just goes right ahead, and he's the it, fastest swimmer. Uh, we should swimmer. mention that the turtle went back to sleep. He had he had a little snack, and now he's a, he's a yeah. boy. Yeah, he's satisfied now. Yeah. He, For now. He's he's just taking a little nappy. And um, so they, they so Wei Wuxian and Zhang Cheng take a little dip. Take a little dip. Take a little dip with me. Yeah. And see. Anyway. Yes. So, hey, my next note is just corpse mud. Yeah, corpse mud sucks. Yeah, okay, so, like, they're swimming around, and, like, the turtle is taking up most of this water, but there's also, like, this junk around and I, like i say junk because i don't know if this is a mound of decomposing flesh or if it's like turtle shit was it was it was a like, lot because it's like because it's like it's skulls right mm-hmm. like you see a lot of like peopleish forms but it's also supposed to be the people that the turtle has eaten so does it take like person-shaped shits I think it's just like, or is it send, magic? It like sucks their life force out and just sends out the like dried up husk of a person, probably. But like, but it's mud though. But it, oh fuck, um, stomach acids. This it just from okay. You know what? I know what this is. It's that SCP where it's the big barnacle, and when you go inside it, it's made out of people. I don't know if that's a particularly relatable reference, but I can see where you're coming from, and you're fucking bad. I made it already, so that's what it is. But anyway, like, one of the things that I think that I liked a lot in the book, and by liked, I meant hated hated (laughs) to see and read it, but, like, it would have been kind of cool, is, like, the this gigantic inner lake in this cave 
in in the book was so tainted by like dead people and resentful energy and shit that the water was basically black and that would have been really difficult to animate and i understand that but like it would have been sick as fuck it would have been sick as fuck and like it's just like and it's i don't know would have made more sense than the weird like corpse mud in my onion but it would have been it would have i mean it would have looked good because they do know what they're doing with lighting and which is why it's dark and you can't see anything yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly. It's just like in critically acclaimed Emmy award winning Emmy award winning HBO's Game of Thrones TV show Throne of Games. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent like it. In Tele- television's opinion. Game of Games. Yeah. So, oh yeah, the dead wind guy floats by, and then and it scares way we shot. Yeah, it's like bah! Yeah, and then turtles be rousing. <laughs> A turtles be rousing, and I tell you um, what, way we shot gets up onto that shore because yeah. he's racing right. away from it. That turtle's tail be whipping. It whipping. It's whipping. Yeah, like uh, Lan Wangji and Jin Z Swan and Mei Song are like looking at the water up above, and they're like, uh, uh, did they die? Uh, hey, and then Wei Wuxian comes up, but so does Turt Meat. So, yeah, and yeah. like, I wish y'all could have heard the noise of abject fucking disgust I made the minute <laughs> that tortoise head popped out of the water. Like, that shit, that shit really is on the same level as, like, the Hydra and Hercules. Like, it'd be some high-budget <laughs> shit in the 1990s, but here it's just like, uh, I don't think wow. it even would have been high-budget shit in the 90s. Like, it was like, it smacks Wei Wuxian with its tail, and then suddenly it's bad CGI. You just- It's been too uh, animated until this point. You could have gone with claymation and accomplished the same visual effect. For it, real. Like, yeah. it's that bad. It's very bad. And it's, like, kind of jerky. They could have put a dude in a funny Godzilla suit and it would have looked better. Like one of those cool inflatable ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's real bad. Like, my oh. only note on how it looks is, like, suddenly it's bad CGI and then I have a screen cap of it and then I just say, it looks bad, dude, and then it, I carry on. Like, what else can you say? It really looks bad, dude. It looks ba- like, this is a good show. Yeah. But this turtle don't look good. So Lan Wangji shoots an arrow at it. And very good sign when you shoot an arrow at the giant monster and it just takes. And then like in the middle of all this, Song is like, hey, Wei Wuxia, did you find anything? And he's like, nah, it's on my homie JC now. And yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of homie, he like, he comes out of the water and like he has to, he actually does the, the good thing of serpentining away from the turtle. Yeah, that's really smart and cool of him. He's my best boy. Yeah. And the turtle's normal 2D animation now. Uh-huh. Thank it looks God. so much better. It really does. Just please stick with the 2D. Like, you did not have to do all that. There was literally, literally no purpose to that. This is where all the the big Cornetto books went. That's that's how that's how money works. Anyway, then there's like a big light and Wei Wuxian is praying to the Lord of Light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. AKA he just sets off a when fire talisman that he janked off of another one. Oh, is that what body. it is? I uh, thought he was just doing magic. That's I'm pretty sure that was what it... Well, okay. I'm definitely going off the books because he just stole a bunch of fire talismans off some, like, dead wind people and used oh, them. Okay. But, like, I guess I guess in the series it doesn't really look like he pulled out a talisman or anything. I'm just... Uh, I guess it's just his cool little magic thing. I mean, it could have been... Because I just would have totally bought it if he had done magic because considering the last episode where Lan Wangji just, like, hadokened Suchet up against the wall. Yeah. He could just do that. Yeah, Suchet um, deserved it. Yeah, spe- and he definitely deserves it. Oh, man. So Suchet so, is yeah, running so while, away. Yeah, well, while, while uh, Wei is like, he's distracting the turtle with fire magic. And he's like, all right, everybody follow John Cheng and get the fuck out of here. And who the fuck all is here? It's like, it's it's Wei Wuxian. John Cheng, Hwai Song. Uh, Lan Wangji, Jin Zixuan, Miam Yeah. Suchet, and a couple randos. 
Yeah, I yeah, you got them all. You got yeah. them all in the That's everybody that yeah. matters. Anyway, so Suchet looks back and he sees Wei Wuxian and he also sees a bow and arrow on the ground. And Wei Wuxian's magic is going away and Suchet makes, like, thinking face. Yeah, extremely thonking face. Yeah, thonking face. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Wei Wuxian's magic is going away, which means the turtle is CG again. Yep. And then an arrow hits Wei Wuxian in the damn arm. Yeah, right in the arm. Right? And, like, yeah. It cuts to Suchet, he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I meant to shoot the monster. And like, how the fuck are we supposed to know that? Like, Suchet, please go home. You like, have you have embarrassed yourself. And now you shot Lan Wangji's one-sided boyfriend, so you're really going to get it. Yeah, Lan like, Wangji is not blinded for a second. He looks at Suchet like, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. And he's yeah. like, yeah, and Wei Wuxian is mad. He should have just sat there and ate his food. He should have. He should have just sat there and ate his food. Wei Wuxian just tears the arrow out of his arm and then yells at the turtle like Jon Snow. Yeah, literally, just like nothing. Yeah. He's like, fucking, fuck off, go on without me. Yeah. I'll do this. Yeah, he tells Jon Snow to get everyone out of there and then everybody's like angry, sad face about it and then yeah. the turtle roars and rocks fall and then then we're outside and Jon Snow is fucking mad. Dude. Oh yeah, like I know I said Lon Wangji was pissed off with Sushi, but the real, the real person I everybody should be afraid of. This. Yeah. Oh yeah, the real person everybody should be afraid of is Jon Chung. Like we all have seen what happens when you touch somebody important to him. Like look at Jin Young in the beginning yep. of the series. I'm just surprised Jong Chang only punched him and didn't just attack him like a wild chimpanzee. He was the about they got to. Out. He was fixing. To. He was about to end this man's whole life. Oh and yeah, absolutely. Kwai yeah, is like having to try to hold him back. Like he's like, dude, chill, chill, please, please. God. Like we gotta get, we gotta get bro way out of here. I fucking ever since Alex pointed that out last episode, I can't stop seeing it and how good dude, it is to me. We gotta get bro way out of here. And it's in in uh in the Mandarin. It's a honorific. That he uses, not just like bro way. Yeah. It's like Wei Xiang. Yeah. So it's like a little. It's kind of like a like your like your Japanese your kun or your yeah chan. exactly. Yeah. And Jinzi Xuan is good actually. He's like yeah. He's like talking to Sushi and he's like, no, what does he say? No one but yourself knows what your real intentions were. Uh huh. He, I'm gonna go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say that Jinzi Xuan extremely good. He's pretty fucking good, dude. I like, like him. that's the that's the conclusion that I'm coming to. I like this man. I like this man. He's getting better every episode. He's yeah. getting better every episode. Practice is getting better. The way he treats women will eventually get a little bit better. He's still going to have yeah. to wait for that. Just needs a little bit of time. They don't have they don't have a whole himself. lot of they don't have a whole lot of women respecting Juice and Lonling, so he's No, not even remotely. He's deficient, but it's okay. He'll get a he'll get a he'll get an injection soon enough. So but then everyone's Oh, Spoilers over. Anyway, right. so everyone's like, alright, what do we do? And Jung Cheng's like, alright, well let's let's split up gang and we'll all go different ways and try to find help. And then just some arrows come out and murk the two randos because of they're course. yeah, they're they're unimportant seeking missiles. They're literally the red shirts, so <laughs> And when Chow pops up and he's like, ha, y'all aren't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's just on like a big rock forming a good fascism militia. Yeah, and sudden, uh, suddenly huge horde of arrows comes rushing towards them. Yeah, a lot of them. Super great and cool. Yeah, and then we're back in the cave. We're back and, in the cave. Well, Wei Wuxian's doing some magic. He's trying to do some magic. Oh yeah, and trying. Then, and there's some blue light. And guess who's here? Your boy stayed. 
and he's doing magic, but, like, the thing about what's happening with Lan Wangji right now is that his arm is, like, very in the turtle's mouth. Yeah, it's, so, uh, and he really is, The uh, turtle, like, lifts him up and starts just swanging. Yeah, swanging, like, you know, and, you know, shit is serious when Lan John makes any kind of noise, yeah. like, especially a pain one. Yeah, he, like, uh, barely makes any noise, though, he, like, makes, like, like, two <laughs> grunts, <laughs> He's just, he's just like, this is happening. I mean, I'm just glad that here they didn't really make him getting, they didn't really depict him getting tossed around by the tortoise like a chew toy. Like, they didn't make it as egregious as old girl did in the book. Yeah. Because it was bad in the book. Like, she depicted him just, like, getting swung around by the bitch. She likes gore. She does. And you we... know what? She's pretty valid. Yeah. Like, but... I mean, I mean. <laughs> Given the circumstances, okay, it's not gore to be horny, thank God. <laughs> it's gore because, like, war and nasty shit. Yeah. And also to point out how, like, war crimes, the things, the, the war crimes they commit are. <laughs> oh, very much extremely. Yeah. Uh, it all well, has, it all, if none of it, none of it is pointless or, like, romanticizing it. It's yeah, all. It's just, it's just bad to hear. But, it's bad to hear, but yeah, it's, it's bad to read and picture. But we'll we'll talk about it when we when we talk about the books. Yeah, yeah. So he's getting swung around, and there's like creepy chanting in the background at this point. It's just great and, and yeah. super reassuring. Yeah, and like the turtle like chucks Lan Wangji up into the air and is like about to eat him, and then Wei Ying just like comes up out of nowhere. Yeah, he vaults himself up yeah. and pushes him out of the line of <laughs> he fire. Says, Let's launch over it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Just bumps ah, it out of the way. It's fucking somersaults yeah. him onto the ground. And the turtle's like, all right, then, well, I'm about to head back to sleep. All right, I'm and about to head out. I'm about to head out. <laughs> so he just goes back to sleep. He's like, all right, that was that's enough of that. It's enough energy for the yeah. day for me. And so they, they get to, like, a little secluded part of the cave where the turtle can't see. And Lanwangji's leg is real fucked up, dude. Extremely fucked up. And Wei Wushan's first reaction is to immediately tear his clothes off and start yeah. wrapping them around Lanwangji's leg, which is... Valid. He just, like, plunks two two-by-fours down on the ground because he has them. No, oh, yeah, just, you know, he had him in his cool, uh, his chancun sleeve. You never know. Which is the little, uh, the, it's like a, it's like a bag of holding, yeah, but it's, it's just, in yeah. your sleeve. It's yeah. like, it's like an accommodation that writers in this genre made for, like, bags of holding. It's I just fucking like, love check it. out their sleeves! <laughs> <laughs> There's a dog in there! <laughs> I got Pat's sleeve, I can keep anything in this baby! <laughs> Remember, for miles. remember how they eventually end up keeping like an entire large dead man's body in a sleeve? Yeah, it's fucking great. It oh rolls. my and god, it's great. <laughs> god, I wish that were me. Anyway, so Wei Wushan is like making a splint for Lan Wangji and he's shirtless and Lan Wangji's like nervous, horny. Yeah, extremely nervous, horny. Yeah, and Wei Wushan like pulls out the little bag of herbs that Miam Yan gave him and is like, alright, we're gonna put these on there because they're, they're Healy herbs. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, when we get back, we'll have to thank her properly. And Lan Wangji's like, you mean harass her probably, which is And he's like, God, exactly. Like, I feel like Lan John's sense of humor is very slept on, but he's fucking yeah. funny. Like, I don't know. I just <laughs> like, so the, only, the only examples I can come up with are from the books and would be like huge spoilers at this point. But he's fucking hilarious. Like, when he wants to be it's just incredibly dry and quiet and concise but it's so good it's funny and it's like and Wei Ying in response is like it doesn't count as harassment if I'm the one doing it it's not a good look he's cancelled actually he's cancelled like maybe listen to the jealous homosexual this time he's got a point he <laughs> really is, has a point this is the Wei Wushan call out episode this is cause he 
listen, you need to drink more of that fucking respecting women juice. You need to eat more of the respecting women lotus seed pods. <laughs> because this shit is not working for me right now. Yeah, and oh. I am exactly as mad about this as Wan Wangji is. Like, he's, oh, yeah. he's real pissed off. But, like, way with Sean being so blasé about flirting, like, this is kind of where, like, it finally clicked for me. Like, okay... His, like, just so, like, laissez-faire about flirting oh, and just yeah. being annoying on purpose in general. And, like, of he course, just... so of course, of course he wouldn't notice if someone actually had feelings for him. He's oh, too yeah. focused on engaging in active dipshittery. He just likes to do shit for attention. Like, he's the he's the textbook definition of a class clown. Yeah, exactly. He will do whatever it takes to get attention so long as it's not actively detrimental to another person. Yeah, so that's where he's coming from. And so when people come at him, like, actu- actively flirting, he's like... He doesn't even notice. <laughs> he doesn't notice. It doesn't notice. even cross his mind that it would be a possibility. Literally. It's just so funny to me. And so then now then he's we get like... Then we get the Wangji gaze, where <laughs> Wei Wishan is talking gaze. and the camera just goes right to his titties. Yes, thank God. And he's, out, and he's got that big nasty burn from the iron on it. And you can kind yeah. of see the wind sigil, like, starting to show up in the middle of it. Uh-huh. Which I thought that was cool how they did that, like... You know, it looks like it was recently formed, and it doesn't look like the type of thing that that happens in, like, cartoons sometimes where, like, somebody gets hit with something and immediately there's a bruise. Yeah. You know? It, it takes looks, it takes a little while. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty realistic and kind yeah. of cool. They didn't they didn't bonk him in the chest and he has a big knot growing out of it, you know, with <laughs> little hairs, and he's not, there aren't birds tweeting around his head. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and so he's still, and, like... It it should stand to be noted that up until this point, he has not complained about his own wounds a single bit. He has not bothered trying to dress his own wounds a single bit. He's been focusing mm-hmm. solely on Lan Wangji. Yeah, and he's, he tells Lan Wangji to give him the herbs so he can, like, disinfect his nasty leg. And Lan Wangji just shoves the herbs onto his burn. He just, like, smacks He literally, like, smacks him. Yeah. It's that good Vic's vapor rub moment. Yeah, because yeah. he, you know, probably isn't too used to touching other people, and Vic's, also like, yeah, especially especially not a, a cute boy chest. Yeah, extremely not a cute nippleless boy chest. Nippleless boy. Let chest. us never forget there are no nipples in the show ever. They're not. They <laughs> haven't cultivated to the point where they form nipples. That comes oh. after the golden core. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the Wen barracks is the nipple melting hand. Ooh, that's a different guy. Wow. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, he's real. That's like, is it like, is getting nipples after cultivation like earning a bishop hat? Where they're just kind of like accessories that you can put on and take off and they're signifiers it's, of your status as a cultivator? It's like a boy scout or like a girl scout patch that you get for accomplishing a task. Mm-hmm. You get it and like, it gets attached to you and it's kind of hard to remove. It can be, but like, why would you want to? You just use a seam ripper on the nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a I don't seam ripper. Uh, but the nip, anyway, the nipple, the nipple, the nippler, the nippler. I don't like that at all. Well, too bad. Uh, he runs out of fabric while he's tending to Lanjan's wounds, and he's like, "All right, well, give me the headband." And Lanjan, of course, is like the first of about twenty times this episode. He goes, "Weeing," yeah, like okay, <laughs> it's his favorite yeah. thing to it's say. Weeing is his favorite thing to say. It's basically him calling Weeing like, "Babe." Yeah. Come on. Because Ying means, literally means infant. Yeah. uh, His name literally uses the character for infant, which is the funniest shit in the world because when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm desperate for content and I do the thing where I find like a piece of fan fiction that's written in Mandarin and I run it through Google Translate because that's how desperate I am. 
Sometimes it'll come back and it'll translate like ying into a baby, which is the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> not not even baby, just a baby. A bit. Ba- well, because they're calling him ying. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, the ah, uh, but it's a baby. <laughs> That's fucking Capital amazing. A, capital B, baby. Just like literally, like I can't get over it. Every single time Lan Wang Ji says "wei," I just think like, babe. "Come on, babe, <laughs> be careful, babe. Do not roughhouse, babe." <sighs> Whatever, even uh, that shit. <laughs> but yeah, right. Oh, right before this, um, Lan Wang Ji like tells him, "Hey, if you know something's gonna be hurt, be more careful." And Wei Bishan's like, oh, "Well, Miao Miao's a girl. Like, if she gets." hit with this thing it'll fuck her up forever you have you have no idea how much women respecting juice i drink not enough and lanchan's like it'll fuck you up too yeah and he's, he's like really hurt about he is. it he says your scar will last forever too and i'm like Bye. if you ain't gonna care for you then i'm gonna do it twice as much wow i'm fucking i am in sitting in a pool of my own tears. I definitely did not cry at this episode. Oh man, I extremely did not cry two separate times it's, at this episode. Yeah, it's definitely not on my list of pieces of media that have made me cry. But, um... And if it was, I wouldn't acknowledge and, it. Yeah, and Wei Wuxiang is like, this scar is nothing for a man, while Lan Wangji is losing his mind, like... And Wei Wuxiang is like, he's so stubborn, he's still enduring it by himself. Like, yeah, probably, but he very much did also just do everything he could to save your ass and is now grasping at his heart, literally, while you sit there balling up your own well-being and tossing it into the toilet right after he lost fucking everything else he has. God! Just JS. Just, like, honestly, like, aside from fantasy fascism, aside from the clan murdering, I definitely think that the most heartbreaking element of Modal Zushi as a property is just the miscommunication yeah. and just the missed opportunities for actually communicating with each other that could have helped everything just kind of be better. Yeah. It would have it would have been really nice in certain circumstances mm-hmm. if they had just like been able to communicate effectively with each other, or if Wei Ying hadn't been so fucking ignorant. If he hadn't been so dumb of ass. Dumb of ass. Pure of heart, but dumb of ass. <laughs> extremely but like anyway yeah, so he's they like go. he's like give me your chastity ribbon and he tries to grab it and lan wang she's like makes like big eyes and he's like no he's so fucking obsessed with the forehead ribbon they do a tug of war like funny dogs yeah he's like oh is it really that important to you and of is course it more he doesn't important answer than your leg yeah and then my next note is just this isn't blood it's victory wine oh my god oh yeah because this is where lan wang like just ralphs up some blood oh yeah he gets so mad that he just like throws up blood which that is never normal. happened i mean yeah it happens to me on the daily yeah absolutely and Wei Wuxian is just like, okay, good, I love it. Because it's, like, good that he does that. Yeah, he's like, he threw out the bad blood. Now yeah. it's not in there anymore. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works, but I don't have enough experience yeah. to actually argue with you. But go so. off. Yeah, go so, off, I guess. <laughs> so then he's like, geez, dude, I knew your sect was, like, was all about, like, I got to look good, but I didn't think you'd get so mad about a ribbon. And, like, Lan Waji shoves him. And I think this is, like, where, I'm not sure if this is exactly the place, but this is what I'm thinking the show did to substitute the extremely good thing that happens at about this point in the novel where he fucking <laughs> so in the novel Wan Wangji just bites Wei Wuxian. Yeah, he straight up bites him. He just bites him. And it's a thing that he does several times in the novel. He just has kind of a fixation, just like Wei Ying has a fixation on his fucking forehead ribbon. Lan John likes to bite. He's just a biter. Some people He bite. likes to bite, especially when he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you ever just gnaw on your crush like a milk bone? <laughs> Lanchons be chomping. Lanchons be chomping. So- Fuck. So basically they get, after this, they get to talking about the tortoise and its weaknesses yeah. and, you know, oh, what they're going to do that, about before, it. Before that, uh, Wavishon says, like, we faced death together and you're, so, you're still being so weird. Like, what the fuck, dude? And like, Oh my god. And then Lan Wangji thanks him and this definitely may or may not have made me cry, possibly. Yeah. Then they start talking about the turtle. Yeah. And I'm it's still not like, crying my oh eyes out, but Wavishon is, like, lighting a fire and they start talking about the turtle and, like, turtles be observing, I guess. Yeah, it's like, the tortoise is basically, like, your typical video game boss. Yeah. Like, there is one exact tiny little hitbox spot yeah. on its entire nasty leathery body where you can kill it. Yeah. Like, it's fucking abysmal. Yeah. It's... But it's, like, this little spot of scales underneath its neck. And they talk about how they could possibly do it. And then yeah. they talk about the fact that this thing is a fucking, like, basically a legendary creature that it's a bunch of- It's a legendary of, Pokemon. It's a legendary Pokemon that a bunch of other cultivation clans had tried to get together to defeat, like, hundreds of years ago or some shit, and they couldn't which, fucking do it. Yeah, which which is how you know that two injured teens are probably going to be able to pull it off. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. And, yeah, so the, the Shwanwu of Slaughter is Pokemon going to die. And Wei Ying is like, um, well, alright, well- there, well, Gusulon is pretty close, but, like, it'll probably still take a few days for reinforcements to get there, because they took their swords and Lanjons, like, nobody is going to come. This, <laughs> this also broke my this heart. This fucking wrecked me. This it is... absolutely wrecked me. Like, I have this, I have a whole note about it, because I'm just fucking, like, oh my god. Just, like, basically, you know, Gusulon sec found, burned down in Miami, like, and Wei is like, oh my god, are they Okay. Uh, and like Lan they Chan's died, like, but they're fine. They died, but they're fine. And he starts crying. And watching Lan Wangji cry is absolutely the most heartbreaking part of this episode. Like unquestionably, he gets, he gets the big teary baby eyes. <sighs> oh, Jesus. And then it starts to fall in. Yeah, because he starts to he starts like he's talking about like the the depth of kind of the situation. Because yeah. like his dad is not just fucked up; his dad is like dying. Because yeah. of what happened, and, like, his brother's missing! He doesn't know where he big bro am. Yeah, he fucking, like, he didn't he fuck off, gone. he just disappeared. Yeah, he just disappeared. And Oof. he we were- lost fucking everything. He has lost everything. And this summer sleepaway camp, like we keep referring to it, it's actually more, you know, like a work camp if we're gonna do yeah. that. It's just, like, it's just, Especially like, adding insult to injury. And, like, here's a dude, this dude that we have seen is incredibly stoic, it just to the point of almost being perceived as emotionlessness if you, mm-hmm. you know, don't know how to read the right cues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not saying that as an elitist, but... But it's like it's like what the dudes in uh, Yumon said when, like, Wei Wuxian went back and they were like, Oh, you met Lan Wangji. I hear you, like, freeze within three steps of him. And Wei, Wei Ying is like, he's just a dude. And it's like, here's just that. A dude. Here's he's that. just a dude. And he lost fucking everything. He's just a sad little 19-year-old child boy. Oh my god. And he, I just, like, it hurt me so hard. It's bad. And Wei Wuxian tries to comfort him, and then he's like, be quiet. You're, you're, you're really annoying. annoying. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, so, is that Is this gay panic? It might be gay panic. Butterfly. Is this gay panic? <laughs> Fuck, Jesus Christ. Oh god. So he, but he wipes his tears, and he, like, sniffles. And this is, this oh, was good so voice Baby boy. And he's like, alright, let's Let's wait for three days and then we'll see. And yep. then, then we go back up topside. Topside. Yeah. And Zhang Cheng is, he's running. 
he's like, you better fucking make it way with Sean. He's running away from, from you know, the winds that are yeah. obviously trying to kill him. He's, he's the fuck up, too. Yeah, he's limping a little bit. He's mm-hmm. He's been roughed up, and he's just yeah. like, just fucking way with Sean. You better make it. I'm gonna kick your fucking ass myself. Yeah. I'll break your fucking legs. That's what Zhang Chang loves to say. He loves the, to the say. The favorite phrase that he does love to say in here is, I'll break your legs. It's a famous phrase among older siblings, I guess. Or Honestly? Like, kind of caretaker roles in the series. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine you telling your brother that you'll break <laughs> his legs. <laughs> I probably could if I sat on it in the right way and, like, wiggled, uh. I guess. I couldn't break my brother's leg if I tried. He, for reference, my brother, brother is like four times my size. He looks like my brother is Jotaro Kujo. Yeah, that's basically fucking it. My brother is very large, and he's six years younger than me. He's extremely large. There's like he does MMA and he works at a doggy daycare. <laughs> I always forget he works at a fucking doggy daycare. Now. <laughs> Absolute perfect. Perfect, horrible human being. He's my like kind of he's, he's good. He's kind of a dickhead, but he's good. <laughs> my brother is good. <laughs> anyway, then it's it's night and Zhang Zheng is like still going, and he's he found himself a stick at least. And he's a limping. He limping. He found himself podcast the stick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where <laughs> there were there was when there were two sets of footprints. But anyway, it was so... Eden and David carrying him. Yeah. Anyway, so it cuts to I'm guessing three days later because they're like, all right. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Let's Lan get it poppin'. Just, yeah, he splits a rock with the Guchin string, which you can just do. Yeah, it's, it's the court assassination technique. Yeah. Hey, I want to bring up a thing that they don't bring up in this episode, but they bring it up in the book at this part, which rules to me. The court assassination technique was trademarked and created by a woman. Yep. A female. A female sect leader. A female sect leader, folks. Lan Yi. Who would have guessed that the Lan sect, who segregates their male and female cultivators, also a thing that we find out in the book, like very, yeah. very late on in the book, mm-hmm. but in the book regardless... They had a uh, they had a female sect leader at one point, and she fucking ruled. Yep. And this was uh so killer string technique, court assassination technique, whichever mm-hmm. way you want to translate it. So they they use that to set up like the spy movie tripwire. Yeah. Um. They basically string it all around the cave because yeah. you know I mean better safe than sorry, am I right? Yeah. Big turtle after all. Oh yeah. So Wei Wushan says he's gonna go lure the turtle out, and then he swam and he swam in and he sees this weird, like, kind of a red miasma under the water. He's like, like amid what's all that? the like collection of dude, these skulls are like. So the way the corpse mud looks is like it literally looks like if a big barnacle were made out of skulls. They're all kind of like melded together oh, yeah. and like screaming. It's very metal, actually, oh, to me. And can I just say like one thing? Can we talk about briefly? Lan Wangji's expression before Wei Wushan leaves to go underwater when he tells him to be careful. Oh my god. He just like the like pain in his face and like the worry. I I can't fucking take it. Oh my god, he's so cute and he's so sweet. And he there is one person in this room who actually cares for the well-being of Wei Wushan, and And it's not not Wei Wei Wushan. (laughs) It's not Wei Wushan, folks. He ain't doing it. So he's fucking doing it. He goes and he finds this miasma. So he swims through there and he sees this sword. With a severed hand still holding onto it. With a severed hand still holding onto it. And the thing about this sword is that... It's rusty as shit. It's rusty as shit. First of all. First of all. Second of all, it's been in this cave. 
uh, just collecting the resentful energy of the hundreds or thousands of people who have been murdered by this tortoise for hundreds of years. So it's fucking cursed. It's cursed as fuck. It is chock full of the sphere hurting Jews. It is. You know what I'm talking about? As Jesus Christ. The core hurting Jews is strong in this. It's the core hurting sword. Like that's, that's (laughs) the, um, those are the characters inscribed onto the side. Like it forged, it was forged to be the core hurting hurting sword. That's totally a lie. It says, ooh, ow. Yeah, it says, ooh, ow. But, you know, and so the minute he even comes close to this sword, these nasty little spirits start coming out and attacking his golden core. Sort of a tentacle vibe. Sort of a tentacle vibe. Absolutely a tentacle vibe. And they just start coming out and it like alerts the tortoise that somebody is down there fucking around. So, of Mm -hmm. course, the tortoise wakes up. And he bites. And he, he bites. Just, he say chomp. He say chomp. Turk say chomp. Yeah, and so Wei Ying goes into there. Yeah, into Wei, the Wei Ying get eaten. It's, and let me tell you, usually I when, hate that we get tentacles and then vor one after yeah. another. Usually when my favorite part of a protagonist getting swallowed by an animal is when they inevitably like cut their way out of the animal after that. Which is basically what happens here, but it's like it's more on the inside because the tortoise's skin is so tough. And, like, so at one point it, like, cuts to a shot of Wei Ying, like, in, in the creature's throat. throat with, like, the sword shoved into its throat. And Dude, he's, he's holding jacked, on. too. He's fucking juiced. <laughs> oh, my God. He is diesel. Like, I wouldn't have... That was something that I noticed earlier on in the episode when he was, like, half yeah. shirtless. Like, he's fucking diesel. Like, not even just, like, the soft anime boy six-pack. It's, like... He's fucking ripped. Absolute washboard fucking abs on this 19-year-old boy. He's still, like, lean. Oh, yeah. He's not, like, super, like, bara, but he's, like, definitely very... And, I mean, I would have expected nothing man's... less. Like, if they had made him a twink, I would have never forgiven them. More of a I'd twunk never... vibe. Definitely a twunk vibe. I yeah. love the twunk. The twunk title for Wei Wuxian, I think, is the most accurate out of many of them. <laughs> the twunk title. The twunk that's title. His, that's World his... Championship twunk title. That's his title that he earns. That's his cultivation title. Twunk. It's, yeah. Twunk June. Yeah, twunk June. <laughs> twunk June. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, uh, oh, yeah, his hair came undone, too. His I know, hair, it's so beautiful. His hair is flowing everywhere. It's very long. And, um, a beautiful baby boy. And um, and so the the tortoise ends up getting like caught up in the strings. Yeah, his he, the turtle brings his head up out of the water, and he's not having a good time. No, he's, like, not at all. He's like flailing a little bit, mm-hmm. like his mouth is glowing. And I was like, well, I mean, me when my gallbladder's doing its thing. So. Absolutely, like and it's understandable. It's bad. And then there's like a shot where it's like it literally looks like a Godzilla screenshot, where it like <laughs> he opens his mouth and just this like beam comes out. It's pretty cool. It's, and that was one of the other things. It's tummy energy. <laughs> that was one of the other things that like made me think of that fucking claymation stop motion ass shit from the 60s. Because it looks exactly like that. It looks like a Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah. This kaiju is going to get them all. And Lan Wanji's watching all this and he like tightens his grip on the on the on his little stringlings. Uh-huh. That turns the turtle CGI again. Yep. Lan Wanji's just swinging around. Yeah, he's swinging. He's it's swinging. really fun, actually. It's, it's fun, fun to look at and to see. And eventually, We get the know... good, cool fight music with the drums. And oh, yeah. Like, basically like a Mission Impossible kind yeah. of thing, but with a Gucci. Yeah. Turt hates it. Turt hates it. In fact, Turt hates it so much that it just gets kind of guillotined after a little bit. Yeah, the, the strings catch on fire out of... For reasons... Yeah, you know, just kind of like holy fire, probably. Yeah, just he, like kind, just kind of a fire. Some, he puts some spirit into it, even though he's you know been practicing yeah. in Edia for like 
four days and is probably, and you know, has a broken leg and fucked up arm and shit, but like, he's still got enough. I mean, it's believable to me because Lon Wangji is such a fucking powerful cultivator, even in 19, that like, he probably definitely still has that much, like, energy saved up in him to kick some ass. Well, it's, it's, it's pride month. They get this oh, energy because they're gay. So. Exactly. Yeah. You're totally right. Baby. And that's it. But like, so one thing that, one more thing that I wish they would have stuck with for the Donghua is the fact that in the, in the book, it actually took like several hours for Lanchan and Wei yeah. Ying to kill this thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know how well that would have translated on screen, especially given this was like towards the end of the episode and they really only had three or four minutes to cohesively wrap this up. Even though they had like, they would have had another like 11 minutes if this was yeah. episode one time. But, yeah. And like, but reading... we're living on Tencent time. Yeah. It's Tencent's <laughs> world and we're just living in it. Yeah. Reading the novel, after reading the novel, I think this part would have been more poignant if they included the fact that it took hours and hours and hours of weighing, just like slicing at this thing's neck. Trying to get through the skin while Lanjan sliced up sliced up his own fingers until they fucking oh, yeah, bled, slowly guillotining it to death and like cinching it and cinching it and cinching it. it. Instead of the way they set it up in this episode, which is just two talented beat up teens putting up a booby trap and doing a couple well placed yeah. stabs and boom, this gigantic legendarily undefeatable creature is dead. But the good thing about this this translation of it, I think, is that it's like it's teamwork, baby. Oh fuck yeah, they work well together. I mean, it was just sort They'd of an be, extended right? version of teamwork in the novel, but... They'd be good cultivation partners. Well, they really is. would be good cultivation partners. When That's you a think weird, about funny it. thing. Like, isn't that cool? Yeah. Just so great then, and cool to me. Interesting. Yeah. Just yeah. something to thonk on, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. When you think about well, it. And so, Lun Wangji has the strings, like, chop the turtle's head off and its uh-huh. head falls in the water and he, he died as he lived. Sometimes CG, sometimes 2D. Mm-hmm. And... Then he he gives us he gives us another waiting, and then final blessing of waiting. Yeah, then that's the episode. Yep, we get a new ending song in this one. It's really cute to me. It's cute. It's really cute to me. It's kind of like in the same vein as the previous one. Just talking about Lan Wangji's endless pining. Yeah, and it definitely doesn't make me cry and think about how gay all of this is. It's fucking incredible. It's really good. All of the songs for this entire franchise are just absolute gold and if you're a if you are an emerging fan of the donghua whether through our podcast or not i need to let you know that there's a radio drama and the radio drama or audio drama i should say because i I doubt that shit's on the radio because it's fairly fucking explicit yeah really explicit actually they yeah uh the well, but the you, audio yeah. drama has like an entire album of like dedicated thematic songs, and there is one song called Nameless Song, and then there's one song called Wangshan Song, and I just want to let you know, literally, just every fucking time I listen to those songs, I fucking bawl my eyes out because it's the voice actors themselves singing the song. They do have different voice actors in the audio drama they do. than they do in the show. They do, but it is still very much their voice actors. And, um... It extremely is their voice actors. And I think that was, like, what's if, the... If, if you've gotten this far in our podcast, and you're still wondering whether every reference we make to them being gay is, like, hey, is this, like, a sports anime gay, or is this, like, a legit gay? It's a legit gay. It's absolutely... It's a legitimate canon, actual, explicit gay. Straight up. But... Very explicit. It... Mm. But, no, we're not just being, like, weird... It's 
genuinely a gay property. Yeah. Which is good to me. Anyway, do you want to do the Jesse McMinute? I need I need one minute to collect my thoughts and one minute to do the Jesse McMinute. Okay. <laughs> the um, Jesse McTwo minute. The Jesse McTwo minute. I need to sit here in silence for a minute and just think about just what- reflect on- Think on and pray on and speak on oh. and preach on what I'm going to say. We did get a- uh, Potential Overwatch 2 announcement today. We did get a potential Overwatch 2 announcement. Do you want to talk about uh, maybe what could be going on with Mr. Jesse Man McCree in Overwatch 2? Yeah, so... Alright, so let me let me get my timer up. Uh, hold on, I need to look up a quick term really Absolutely quick so I don't make not. an idiot out of myself. I will never. Okay, cool. Okay. Alright. Alright, so... so. Let me get that timer going, and... Go so, ahead. they released a tentatively, speculatively, I should say, named Overwatch 2, which is probably not going to be a direct sequel to Overwatch. It's a player-versus-environment game, as opposed to a player-versus-player game, which is what Overwatch is currently, which would put it in the, you know, just kind of the same gamut of, like, a story-based game instead of a combat-based game, which I think would be really cool from a lore standpoint, but at the same time, I've gotten very protective of these characters, which are just basically have become receptacles for Rudy Tootie Point and Shooty in the video game themselves and don't actually get much lore. I'm excited for them to get lore, but I'm also not excited to see what they're going to do with that lore. I think if we get any kind of concrete Jesse McCree lore in this new series, it better be that he's gay. It better be that he's a gay romanceable character. And uh, I want to see his dick. <laughs> That's it. I want to see his dick. I want to see those meaty pecs. Thank you. Absolutely he is, he is my one... Uh, Lesbians, we get one. We get one. The fictional character that we just... You know what? I've, Give me that I've, dick. I've, I've detailed it. I want to see that dick. She's got Nia Mingjue. I've got Jesse Man McCree and also Nia Mingjue on weekends. That's the thing. You gotta share custody. Anyway. Yeah, he's big enough. He's big enough. Questions? Questions? If you have questions, you can send them to us on Tumblr at uh, cloudrecessespod.tumblr.com slash ask Ooh. or via Twitter at cloudrecessyougetonepod or you can email us. I need to check the email because I don't think anybody has emailed us, but I also haven't checked it in weeks, so I should do that. Please. Um, Please, God. Okay, so we got we have a couple we have a couple questions. Uh, I think the first one I answered this one right off the bat. This isn't the first question we got, but it's the first one that we answered because mm. we already I already I already did it. A uh, friend of the show and former guest Christina at Greta Van Sweet One says, "Do you guys read this title in the same voice as the same hat meme? Because I a hundred percent do. You know what? Same hat. Same hat. Same so- hat, folks. <laughs> That's uh, a big hat to me. <laughs> big hat. Big hat to me. To me." Our next question comes from uh, other former guest of the show and also friend of the it, mm. uh, Sarah McBigDice. Sarah McBigCostume. Fuck yeah. Sarah McDavidBurnBigSuit says, Songs that you associate with Wangshan. I'll go first. Loathing from Wicked. Don't like that personally. Fuck yeah! Um, I would also, in the same vein, put forth for good from Wicked. Who's to say if I've been changed for the better? Because I knew you. I have been changed for good. There's also, oh shit, there's also fucking, I mean, I talked about this on my other blog, but I'm really on a, um... Is this all gonna be songs from musicals? God, no! Kinda! This one is from Billie Eilish. It's that Billie Eilish song that I was listening to earlier that I was talking about, um... Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Uh, it's the... Billie Irish. When the party's over. And it's a very Way We Shone at Lon Wong G song. That's well, my opinion. 
Um, I'm going to have to go with my all-time, uh, my delicious bowl of an all-time, which is uh, Bloodless by Puries and Revolution. Yeah, that's kind of your multi-purpose ship song, and yeah. I really appreciate it. Also, the exact color <laughs> by the same... Like the pure reason revolution? Um, unfortunately, I am going to have to say that Girlfriend in a Coma. <laughs> Girlfriend ripped to pieces. I know. <laughs> I know. It's serious. <laughs> Hate that. Uh... <laughs> there are times when I could have court assassinated her. But you had anything to happen to her. You made that mistake. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm trying to Who's think your of, Morrissey like, voice claim in this show. Series. Uh, launch you in. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Who's too mo? Fuck it. <laughs> How about? Oh, oh, you said it. Oh my about- god. We haven't yeah, met him yet, but well. I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just funny censor that. I would I would stand to say that half of all Hozier songs are also very good Wang Shan songs. All right, I like that. So I want to say I want to say nobody by Hozier, not nobody by Minsky. Even very good song though. Nobody, I think nobody by Hozier is good. Nobody um, by nobody. Actually, no, not nobody by Hozier. How about Nothing Fucks With My Baby by Hozier? That's a real good Wong Shan song. That's a good mood. <laughs> I could I could go for several hours if you gave me the time, but I will not. Okay, so this next question comes in from Anonymous PR the Disaster Love on it. Tumblr. Who, this is a two-part question, and both parts are very good to me. I'm fully prepared to pay them over $100 for a beanie. Yeah, they- A John Seck beanie that they will knit. And send it to the United Did States. Did they knit it or crochet? Super deep stuff. I think it's probably crochet. I don't know the difference. Yeah. Well, I kind of do. One of them has like two needles, and then crochet yeah. has the one. Yeah, but I can't tell the difference. I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm uh, craft dumb. Yeah, the mo- crafts that I do involve paper usually. Yeah. Anyway, but- Pierre the Disaster made a sick ass fucking Jong sex like beanie. And I've never wanted something so much in my life. I want a little green sect critter beanie. I love the critter. I love the thing. critter, Ray. I fucking love, I don't know what kind of critter it is, but I love it. It doesn't matter. It's just a critter. Anyway, that's, what is that's it? That's the definition of critter. It is a critter. Anyway. Definitely. What PR the PR of the disaster, have to say. Okay, first part, which is possibly one of the best questions we've ever gotten. This just makes me so happy. And you'll know why immediately. Mm. Part one. Would you have a real turtle-sized Xuanwu as a pet? <laughs> Snake plus turtle equals 100% cool reptile. Okay. Back in... <laughs> up until... When was it? Like 2013 or so? This sounds right. Yeah, I had a pet turtle. That she rescued off the side of the road with her The dad. middle of the road. The middle of the road! She was the size. Turtle. She was the size of like a dollar coin. And I could never really think of a name for her, so I just called her Turt. Sometimes we called her Turt Meat. I don't know why. It just happened that way. But she, she was she was the kind of turtle that did not like being enclosed, so we <laughs> eventually had to like let her she go. She got too big. Yeah. We let her go. But she like 
she would she somehow found a way to like get out of her tank and just be on the floor of the apartment she just enjoyed she was, it a her lot. tank was like up on a desk too yeah it was it, it was, was it was elevated. like a built-in counter yeah yeah that was kind of cool yeah and we would go out and she would just not be there and we'd be like okay guess we're going on a turt hunt great cool. <laughs> but yes i would a million percent have a real actual turt meat sized shuanwu because I, I feel like even if it did. bit it wouldn't oh man no because like even turtles like they have pretty strong jumps um i don't know you know what i don't know if i would personally be comfortable with having a shuanwu slaughter specifically maybe just a regular shuanwu with like big cool like turtle like gray dickhead looking ass i mean Neck, the, the, ass looking ass the shuanwu of not slaughter the regular normal the shuanwu of cuddle yeah Wow, imagine if in the cave it had just been the Shuanwu of Cuddles, Aww. and they were misled this entire time, and it was just misunderstood. It just turned it into the, the buddy cave, and they hang out down there, and everyone gets a hug. Yeah, them. and the Shuanwu officially, like, officiates their marriage and everything. Yeah, Great. he has the power to do that. He's a legendary holy beast. Yeah, he's a legendary holy beast. He's a guardian of one of the four cardinal directions. Yeah, they can prostrate to their ancestors later. Yeah. It's just a matter of the... One of the legendary uh, evil boys, yeah, being the Shuanwu of cuddling. There we go. Yeah, I would have the I would have the regular normal Shuanwu of cuddling as a pet if it was turtle size. Fucking lutely. Yeah, but um, there's your answer. Uh, at the same time, I'm thinking about how in the novel it was described as just the stinkiest possible animal because of all the like corpse guts and like detritus inside of its shell. I mean, to be fair, Turt did kind of get stinky sometimes. Yeah, that shit was smelly. I don't know if I'm ever going to want an amphibian as a pet again, because they're stinky. Their reptiles would go off. Fuck. <laughs> reptiles and amphibians are both pretty fucking stinky. So That is very true. Just fair. I mean, gotta think about that. You gotta think about that. Sometimes just you have an you animal that account. smells like a toilet. Yeah. She really did smell like a toilet. She smelled like a toilet. If like you've a never had potty. a pet, yeah. If you've never had a pet reptile that lives in water, they just smell like toilet. Like, smell like toilet. The time they got doo doo water. Doo doo water. Doo doo. Doo Anyway. Anyway, part two, and this is also, God, this is so good. Okay, <laughs> part two. Is Wei Wuxian Vampire Times China's first goth BF? He uses makeup, has long hair, has a tragic past, necromances, it's all there. He just needs spiky accessories and a purple streak in his hair to be the full package. I have every single conviction in my mind that Wei Wuxian truly was the world's first goth BF. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there is no doubt in my mind that were this a modern AU, Wei Wuxian would not only be goth, but he would be absolutely covered in piercings. Mr. Metal Boy. Mr. Metal Boy. He would love to hang out in graveyards. Mm -hmm. He would wear those really cool platform boots with all the buckles on them, and he would wear fishnets. And eyeliner and black lipstick absolutely fucking lately he would be the cheesiest corniest goth in the world like a trad goth <laughs> except he would listen to thrash metal too just kind of like bridging the gap between both worlds but in in ancient vampire china absolutely a goth bf absolutely fucking lately no doubt in my mind he's literally just a take on the perky goth trope god you're so right he is 
You're so right. He is the perky goth boy. 100%. It's eternal. Wow, perky. I absolutely love that. That makes me smile. It's really good. It really makes me smile. My it's heart, good, so my mean. heart, Ray, my heart is warm. This, this is what I see. You feel that? It's pretty warm. It's pretty yeah. warm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty very warm. warm. I just remembered uh, another thing, and maybe you can help me sort this out because I don't know anything about alcohol. What's up? Um, so, friend of the us, uh, Colin at Pagetish, mm. said to us on Twitter last night yeah. the following. I know I'm four episodes behind, but despite not drinking, Lon Longji is Cicerone trained and will order a single Pilsner and then critique it according to the German purity law. You know what? I think that that is valid because if Lon Wangji were to drink, not only would he take it slow, but he would also absolutely not consume shitty alcohol in any permutation. I think that he would probably prioritize it being good. I kind of don't know what a Pilsner is, which makes me feel stupid. It's like I know it's a type of beer. Budweiser is a Pilsner. Okay. So it's like, I'm pretty sure it's like a light body, like lightly hoppy beer that's like really easy to drink, but it's basically like, Lanjan would order a Pilsner and uh, drink very slowly and critique it due to, what did, what did they the say? German the purity. German I don't know what the law. German purity law is because I don't know. I need Fallon to answer, like, to even <laughs> try to answer any of this because of my edge cred. Yeah, the edge cred. My cringe. Wanna... I um, genuinely am such a dumbass about beer, and Colin refuses to understand this. That's okay. <laughs> They're just doing what they know. And they love. are doing what they love, and I appreciate it. And <laughs> I'm just incalculably stupid about booze. Yeah, I think if this were the modern day and age, Lan Wangji would mostly still abstain from drinking because I feel like it's the kind of thing. That, that you have where it's like you don't really want to have your like facilities be compromised in that way and you don't want to like be out of control of yourself it's his his effects are also makes him fuck get fuck yeah the effects are really the effects are really a uh, big uh, yeah. part of it thank you colin it, but he would he would drink a single beer and no matter how slowly he drank it he would still get absolutely shit-faced completely and go twisted. People's, yeah so. colin colin this is to you specifically i need you to understand exactly the repercussions of lan wangji drinking alcohol it's woo um i really hope that we get to see drunk lan john in this in this coming season because like it's the one joy of my life it's the three the three chapters in which he was shit-faced <laughs> fucking iconic absolutely iconic and when i say shit-faced i mean he has one cup of rice wine and he's fucking gone han guangjun shit-faced <laughs> han guangjun shit-faced <laughs> papa john shit-faced <laughs> Papa Han Guang Jun shit face. That's <laughs> good. Oh Christ. Anyway, I think that's gonna be episode. Is that gonna be episode? I think that's gonna do it. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, so uh thank you to noisepace.xyz. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Matt Dad, for hosting us. Thank you to just kind of noisepace.xyz in general for being a good podcast network to yeah, us. Yeah, it fucking rules. Yeah. It's incredibly inclusive. You wanna get all your Cool uh, LGBT friends. Yeah. In to on watch it. some podcasts. Get yeah. them in on it. Got everybody. Got everything. Hey, check out Fear Baiting's uh, Schlocktober from last year. Because <laughs> Colin uh, wrote up some drinks for the movies that they 
watched and reviewed. Wow, that fucking rules. It was very good. Fear baiting, good. Just watch fear baiting in general. Honestly, so good. It's good. Baby cat is sticking her head directly in front of the laptop and smelling hard. She wants to podcast. She wants to podcast. I think she's ready to podcast now. Yeah, she's she's getting herself ready. That's great. Well, we'll let she's her She's doing next her vocal time. exercises. Let her yammer into the microphone for a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find us, the podcast, on all of your podcast things. Uh, uh, you can find us on social media at Cloud Recess Pod at Twitter and Cloud Recesses Pod on Tumblr, and it's good. Uh, connect with us. Oh, you can uh, join our Discord channel. Please join our Discord channel. We have we we have fun there. Fuck yeah! We'll post a little link to it. You We're- can find me online at <laughs> America's Burden and on my deactivated Facebook account that they locked me out of for being trans. Yay! Yay! Happy I- Pride Month! Happy Pride Month! I'm also thanks, on- Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'm also on Twitter, my Zushi explicitly MDZS and MXTX account is called at Cool Purple Uncle. I'm Roy, and you can find me on Twitter at SemperFunny or on my MDZS side blog, which is, what the fuck is it, at Yeeling Hypebeast. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, you know what we say at the end of every episode. I have no idea what we say at the end of every episode. We say Semper Bunny, you junkhead. Semper Bunny. Semper Bunny, you goofball. Goofball.